river far, far away. There's where my heart is turning, and never there's where the old folks stay. All up and down the whole creation, sadly I roam. Still longing for the old plantation and for the old folks at home. There you have it, the state song of Florida, known as Old Folks at Home, otherwise as the Swanee River. Wow, I think I, uh, I that that one caught me off guard, Julia. I wasn't expecting, uh, wasn't expecting that today. I didn't actually, I didn't know what you were going to pick, but that was that's an interesting choice. What what led <laughs> you to that? Well, I thought it might not be a bad idea to remind everybody that Florida has always been a, an interesting source of news items, starting with Florida man and Florida woman, who are constantly getting into interesting scrapes, onto their, their current situation in the pandemic, which I will not, not stop to make a judgment on, but merely to note Florida. Always exactly. interesting. It is always interesting. It is. It is. They do pop up in the news quite a bit. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're in the news today. So yeah, it's tough, 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 tough times down there right now. Uh, mm. How are you? How, how are things with you? Um, so I actually have made a, a couple of interesting decisions um, these last few days. Uh, first of all, I, I posted up there uh, are some beautiful statues out there, um, art pieces in the world. And I, I've got like three monitors on my desk, so I thought it might not be a bad thing to change up my, my backgrounds. And so I've got uh, two beautiful sculptures of Satan on my, on my background right now. <laughs> I'm sure it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They're, they're beautiful. Um, I've got, it's, uh, they're, they're by the Brothers Gif, or I don't know how to properly pronounce that. One of them is currently in St. Paul's Cathedral. And it's interesting because um, the first statue was called um, L'Ange de Mal, uh, right? Uh, and it was uh, a beautiful, beautiful, lifelike, very realistic sculpture of the, the devil as a man who's dressed in a cloth and has a snake about his feet and these uh, wings. But it was considered to be too sexy for the church. So... <laughs> They pulled the evidently people were getting distracted during service um, because he's got like, you know, nice pecs um, and all that. So they commissioned another statue called, uh, I think, uh, Genie du Mal or um, I guess the genius of evil. And the funny part is the second statue is also very nice to look at. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But there you have it, you know, art. What can you do? What can you do? All right. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the point of art is to evoke an emotion? So it works. It absolutely works. <laughs> twice. It absolutely works twice. That's, yes. That, yes. That's that's uh that's another interesting choice. Another interesting choice. Yeah. It's really been livening up my day. I've been sitting here working with Satan. Uh it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, keeping good company. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> that I am, Bob. That I am. Yeah. My background is is uh 
I don't know what this says about me, but it's uh, default. <laughs> Whatever is the <laughs> default, <laughs> that's always my background. It yeah, goes, you've uh, always got like a million browser tabs open and everything. I'd be shocked that you ever see your background. I do think if, if you had to look at uh, or count the number of browser tabs open, I would I, I would put myself in a pretty strong position as far as uh, you know the, the top 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 percent uh, top percent of people that have the most tabs open. I normally have like three full windows that probably have twenty tabs a piece, and then that is only just on Chrome. And then if I'm on Mac, I normally have Safari doing it as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh... I do have a beefy machine that helps, but that's interesting. Interesting, uh, interesting choice of background. Yeah. So, what, uh, what else? What else has been new and exciting? Um. Yeah, I know. I said I've made a couple of interesting decisions. Oh God, this was the other one. Man, was this a mistake? Okay, so last week, um, I thought to myself, boy, I bet I don't need to take Zyrtec anymore, and uh, I stopped taking the Zyrtec, and then a couple of nights. I haven't been sleeping so good. And I was like, whoa, is, is pandemic anxiety finally catching up? You know, what, what can I do? And then uh, finally, two days later, just now, my eyes started itching. And I was like, what? And I checked with the internet. And of all the things that are, are still real in this world, it turns out seasonal allergies continue. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm back on the Zyrtec, but it was just a fun reminder that I think on our very first episode, we were talking about, you know, this this uh, kind of uh, general thing that was coming across the country and it was bothering a lot of people. And, you know, we... <laughs> yeah, and, and it was their al allergy season does get thrown into the mix and basically people yeah. were panicking and thinking they had something else. And, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But that's that's. That's interesting. So I did. Uh, I think I, I I did tell you on on my end. Um, uh, you know, you had mentioned about um, how you weren't sleeping right. Well, the uh, the other night I had a weird dream. I, I told you about this already, and you popped up in it along mm -hmm. with some other people. And uh, and in it, uh, it basically a lot of people that I know were were getting sick. So I was like, that had to be some sort of COVID dream. But basically, uh, a whole bunch of people were just getting sick in all kind of weird, random ways, different stuff. But uh, so, yeah, I, I, I haven't been sleeping all that great either. But I don't think it's allergies. It's just probably you know, <laughs> just something. Something's off. So, uh, yeah, uh. but that's uh, that's that's been not a whole lot new with me. I mean, basically, I've been uh, uh, just kind of kind of chilling a little bit. Um, you know, this has been a pretty late week heading into uh, heading into a holiday here, so oh, I've just been trying to get outside, and that's about it. But um, yeah, not not a whole lot new with me. Wow, guess we're having a oh, that's probably a good thing, right? We yeah. don't need things to happen. Nobody wants anything to happen, and we're just fine. We're just fine. fine. Everything's fine. Nothing wrong with fine. I've been saying that for a long time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with fine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right then. Well. Let's uh, let's find out what else is fine. I, I guess what are we? We're doing a news. Yeah. A sample of the news yeah, today. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll do a sample of the news. I mean, basically just a couple of things that popped up that I thought were interesting. Um, so, you know, we mentioned in I guess our our first uh, first episode. I'm a big, uh, well, I, I'm a legitimate uh, foodie. I do like you know all different kinds of uh, of of trying new things, but I saw something I had never seen before. I'm just completely unfamiliar with this. 
And uh, the article's headline, it said, post office workers were hospitalized over a package containing smelly fruit. So I'm like, seriously, that's it's it's that bad. <laughs> but apparently uh, a German post office, they had to evacuate like six workers uh, they, and, and they were taken to the hospital. And there was this suspicious sort of pungent package that just that showed up. And it turned out to be uh, a really smelly fruit that I'm completely unfamiliar with. Um, and it's called a durian fruit. Um, yes, durian. durian. You know, the moment you mentioned this headline, I was like, it's durian. You know, anytime I bet you, anytime you you Google over people smelly fruit, it's got to be the number one response. Durian. I well, I'm completely unfamiliar with this. the The description of the scent was kind of disgusting. Uh, basically, it said to some, uh, the fruit has kind of a pleasant, pleasant taste. But to others, they get a super intense scent. And it's, uh, they said, a combination. It smells like a combination of turpentine and onions garnished with a gym sock. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. So, I don't know about the turpentine comment, but I think the gym sock is, is pretty spot on. Uh, probably the onion, too. I, I you know, uh, what I find funny is uh, my understanding is it actually tastes good to nearly everybody. But the problem is, is most people just cannot get past the smell. Um, and I, I think, as I was mentioning, uh, durian is actually banned in public on public transport in Singapore. Um, this is something that my family ate a lot of when I was growing up. And you can actually get like durian cake, durian um, ice cream, like all, all kinds of different like uh, formats of it. And what's funny about durian cake is it's not a literal like baked cake or a sponge like we think of in traditional baking. Durian cake is actually more of a, uh, the fruit is compressed into like this kind of solid kind of gummy wedge. Um, <laughs> you take slice. I know it sounds so appealing. Now. It does. It's super appealing. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's less smelly that way and easier to transport. So um, it's actually funny. My, uh, my sister in Louisiana. Oh my God. We haven't done an update about my sister in Louisiana lately. Um, but, um, but real quickly, she loves durian and finally like the bubble tea shop, like in, in her hometown of Lafayette, um, they started offering like a durian bubble tea and she tried to order it and they actually made her go through like three rounds of, are you sure? You really sure? Are you sure? Wow. <laughs> Before they let her have it. Wow. Um, so I, I yeah. assume, so, so that super intense, uh, smell basically carries on to tea does it also carry on to the baked goods is that as intense as the the standard fruit oh, or basically is it nothing is, it sort is of nothing is as intense as the standard fruit but yeah. evidently there's there's always still going to be a, a smell ah. um. <laughs> well, the, the fruit is aggressive looking too it has you know it looks like it's got spikes on it it looks like a cactus almost it's pretty aggressive <laughs> yes. looking and they get really big too. Like durian can be like the size of like a, a bowling ball very easily. You know, that's that's the the scale you're you're talking about. So it's like a so. watermelon kind of thing. It is. They they get pretty big. So there you go. It's all but lovely to hear a news item about the wonder of international fruiting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I I was like I I had never heard it before. I mean, and you know I I you know. 
I did have an experience that wasn't fruit though. It was, it was cheese. There was a guy I used to work with in a previous company and, um, he would bring in, you know, he would pack his lunch and, you know, mm-hmm. I was part of the group. We used to go out to lunch a good bit, but, uh, he would sort of, uh, he was a cool guy and he was, he was, you know, he was definitely a foodie type. Uh, well, he would bring in this cheese that just absolutely reeked. Like it was like pure funk that just sort of like <laughs> the entire lunchroom uh, would just get overpowered by whatever it was he was bringing in. I, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it might have been like Lumberger or something like that. Oh, Lumberger. 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 That was probably it. Uh, it was it was wildly intense. Uh, I don't know how that what how durian would compare to something like that, but it's probably I couldn't. Worse, to be honest, uh, it is really wow. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I thought this well, was cr- super intense. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten past the. Yeah. Well, the let's smell let's mark this down as like a future to do. If we ever get out of here, um, next time like there's like a an occasion, we should probably track down like a local Asian market. And uh, if they're in season, uh, we, we can definitely sample. You can sample some durian because I, I will not. You will but, not. Okay. <laughs> I'll record it. I'm no coward. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. And then, and then well, uh, speaking of uh, scents and smells, I mean, this is, I just thought of an interesting sort of concept um, where this headline caught my eye. It basically said bottling smells of the Magna Carta, uh, Iliad and Shakespeare for a whiff of history. And I was like, okay, let me dig into this a little bit. Cause this sounded huh. somewhat interesting. So, um, in the UK, basically the, uh, Institute of, uh, digital archeology, span basically they took a range of really important books and, and texts and what they, and they were, you know, quite old. They came from different time periods. And what they did was they included, a really incense heavy uh they extracted the smell like from the the time period which was basically encapsulated into uh you know the the paper uh they also found uh, one of them was stored under an egyptian mummy's head for like thousands of years so oh, it had delightful. like a, yeah delightful. yeah well the, here's the interesting part was it wasn't like the human smell but rather like the pine resin and other mm-hmm. components of like native Egypt at the time. And it led to a pretty interesting article and some pretty interesting ideas. So what they're doing is they're starting with, with books and texts, but they've come up with a way to extract the sense from the time. And they're actually presenting that as part of um, their displays of these, of these uh, texts. So it, it's actually going to be extended into how this museum is going to present um, other artifacts and uh, from, from various time periods. So the goal mm-hmm. is to uh, have people that visit actually experience the time period uh, through the authentic uh, sense of the time. And there's a whole bunch of uh, things that they're looking to um, to, to display. Basically, that uh, the time period in the UK when deodorant was created, I was like, eh, it might not be the best idea. But okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I thought that was I thought that was an interesting idea. I was like, would I ever go to something like that? I might I might well, give it a try. I mean, you know, this is like the world's largest like shuttlecocks or or whatever the heck. If if they're nearby, I might go look. But my my first thought was, well, as long as this doesn't turn out like Jurassic Park, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, these things aren't alive. These things aren't alive. But yeah, it, it, it might. I don't be... want to be inhaling the Magna Carta and then be struck by a sudden thirst for uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> for something. Some sort of need, like just just basically look at the Iliad and have this insatiable desire for meat. Oh, time to get on a boat. Um... <laughs> I thought that was somewhat interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to see how this actually uh, how this turns out. Um, well, what I want to know is if this is going to wind up like like wine tasting, right? Because uh, imagine this. We go in and you're like, oh, I've just inhaled the scent of the Gutenberg Bible or something like that. But what if like, you know, later on we wind up like at the Judgment of Paris where somebody's like, ha, here's a Bible I got from like, you know, the five and nine. Like, and how does that smell to you, buddy? And then everyone's going to be like, oh, the new Bible tastes as good. You know? uh, yeah, it, it's going to lead to a new, you think it'll lead to basically a, uh, uh, like a new faux um, <laughs> sophistication, like a bunch of uh, posers that are, you know, uh, like taking in a, a, a whiff and talking about different uh, scents and how it comes in different waves and all that kind of thing. Uh, yes, sure I do. I, I think if there is a way to to harken back to a previous episode for something to become popular and then just get absolutely ruined, uh-huh. this is it. This is it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like this might have a pretty short shelf life. Actually, when I think about it, I'm not sure this is going to be uh, long lived. So we'll see. Good luck. An interesting topic, though. Very interesting. Yeah, All right, what's next? So that led me uh, to uh, well, I was speaking of museums that led me to an article uh around uh, a museum in uh sydney and it the uh, article basically said uh western sydney's new powerhouse museum was designed without an entry this could be a serious case of whoops uh basically in the article it says <laughs> a major design flaw has been revealed for the new museum of western sydney it has no entry for visitors <laughs> <laughs> so basically the the I what happened here was the museum actually had to be elevated because it mm-hmm. is going to be sitting on a floodplain and the option that they came up with to do this was to put the building on stilts and this building apparently cost an absurd amount of money uh it was a uh, very modern design with with uh, a lot of thought that actually went into the architecture. It actually cost them about one point five billion dollars, uh, oh. is, is what it what, what it was saying. Um, uh, one point five billion dollar building uh, that they had to put on stilts that it doesn't look like people can actually get in and out of. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm sure that'll be part of the experience. Definitely, it's called the Powerhouse Museum. Uh-huh. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody is uh, someone, I guess, forgot about steps or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. But this uh, this, this museum isn't going to be a, a a hit for quite a while. It looks like so. That was well. interesting. <laughs> I. I, uh, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And you're like, okay, museum's up on stilts. Got to get in. Uh, I, I just, um, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, right? Because you're like, well, 
well, you're as you say, steps, ladders, yeah. small when I grew up, when I when I grew up, they had these things called ladders, and they had these things called steps, and they can uh, they they work. I've used them before. Um, it, it probably is going to ugly up the uh, the design of the building, which I think is the big uh, problem. So uh, they probably need to think through of how they're going to do that. So, um, but they never did say that it was delayed, delayed opening. So I don't know if it's going to open and no one can attend. We'll see. And and my next question is how how success early declare success early. Declare yeah. success now. Yeah, just declare yeah. success now. Don't worry yeah. about the rest. Of it. Yeah. Delivered on time and under budget. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what do the workers do? How do the workers how do the workers do their job? Like how did to... oh. oh, I bet they're on temporary scaffolding, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that the way of things? Probably. Probably. So wow. that was that was a funny, uh, funny article I okay. saw. Well, uh, Bob, let's not add this to our to do list. Uh, I'm OK hunting down a durian, but I, I, I don't want to. And I might be moderately OK with sniffing a folio from Shakespeare. but I do not want to go visit a museum on a floodplain. I have seen how the last six months have gone. Uh-huh. This is not it. not a good idea. Yeah, we'll just sit Bad there idea. and stare at the thing and be like, what do we do now? <laughs> well, speaking of bad ideas, um, I saw another article uh, where it's oh, basically, uh, yeah, this one was a little scary. So it says um, Pakistan's national airline, uh, they had to ground a third of its pilots because they got caught having fake licenses. So they oh, were basically, that is not a good idea. That is, uh, that's, that is scary. Um, in fact, one of the quotes, it said, uh, they didn't take the, they didn't take an exam they found and, uh, some don't have flying experience. So, uh, huh. Yeah. I mean, and I was thinking, how is that possible? I mean, I know a lot of commercial airlines are, uh, you know, flown through computer systems, and I, I believe even they can be landed through computer systems. So I, I guess the, mm-hmm. um, I guess you put in quotes pilots in question uh, planned on just sitting oh there. Oh my god! Okay. Sort so of going I, for the I ride. totally had to, to click on this because it's just horrifying, right? I yeah, mean, I had seen an article the other day from one of my friends saying that uh, you know the latest group of medical like interns or whatever are being released into hospitals, but then you have to remember that they've been doing virtual training for the last three months, and I was like, oh god, hospitals! But, right. Um, but this, this, what I find also horrifying is that uh, this the results were announced as part of uh, an investigation to, into a plane crash that already happened where. Two of the pilots uh, attempted to land without lowering the landing gear, and now all of a sudden they're finding out that they've got like a lot of these false. Uh, dude, I do not want to like be judgy here, but uh, Pakistan uh, Airlines, I, I'm not coming back. I'm uh, not, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah, right? that, yeah uh, I am not going to be buying a ticket on uh, Pakistan Airlines anytime soon. I mean that. Oh, I mean, who would who would in a million years would think that? Like, if you were just you know, buy, buying a buying an airline ticket, who in there who 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 would actually suspect that something like that would happen? But well, you know, actually, so let's think about this. In, in one, so I generally believe that people want to be good, right? Like yeah. they give them the opportunity and all that kind of stuff. And so you have to wonder if a third of their of their 
pilot population is suspect. What is it that makes people think that this might be a road, assuming that people are generally good, which I, I believe they are? Um, you know, is it like a desperate like job crisis? Is it the assurance that, hey, uh, my buddy did this and he landed right. a plane just fine without right. any experience? <laughs> right. Because no matter how desperate you are for for employment or money, I find it a curious scenario where you might theoretically endanger like the lives of like a hundred other people or maybe you're hoping that your co-pilot oh geez that your co-pilot is competent ah scary that, I, I, I mean it could be something like that because keep in mind they're endangering themselves too i mean um so oh, right right you know so it the, the it's gonna have to be a pretty extreme motivation one it could be desperation two it could be in their mind uh, an easy payday, like uh, you know something that might pay well, and it might be explained to them that. I mean, this is just me guessing. Here. Yes, you know, it, right? it, it, to- totally, totally throwing this out there. But if the thought process was, well, basically the computer is going to be doing this anyway, and it's only in a very low percentage where you actually have to take control and land the plane yourself, and I'm going to be with another pilot. It could mm-hmm. be the situation where they think like they thought the risk reward uh, worked out in their favor. But what is scary? God, I never in a million years I think something like that. Yeah, I am. I'm actually looking up and I'm trying to see if, like if anybody has uh, more information as to so why why a person would do this, but. Um, it's, it's this news item. This is a really interesting one is, uh, so, um, you know, there's no, no explanation yet. Right. Yeah. I'm going to follow this and try to see, uh, see Mm -hmm. if we can get some more information out of this, because I thought this was a combination of, uh, you know, scary, tragic, uh, but also I'm super interested in the motivation as to why this happened in the first place, because, I think that'll give us a more complete picture, but uh, I thought it was a really fascinating article. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a good one. This really is very interesting. Well, here's a happier one on the other oh, side. Oh, of the good world. Uh, oh, you got a unicorn chaser, Bob. <laughs> unicorn chaser. See, I, I, I followed the template. I followed the template. Always, always finish on a high note, right? The unicorn, <laughs> unicorn chaser. Uh, there, I, I thought this was kind of neat because we were talking about uh, in previous episodes. We were talking about food delivery services and 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 you know i had the incident in my uh in my driveway through instacart i've been getting tons of food delivery services and did anything got a meal happen ser- did anything come of that or just no news no. is good news at this point no, no news is good news as, as, as i'm assuming no news is good news the last i heard mm-hmm. uh he was carried out in the carried it away in an ambulance uh broken foot but was Okay, that's fine. Well, we should figure out a way to back reference this. I don't remember what episode we covered this on, Bob, but uh, you have to dig through the archives. There, there was uh, yeah. an interesting incident on on Bob's driveway. That uh, yes, he, yeah, yes. The, the yes. title of the article was uh, was incidents, and uh, I forget what we titled the article. Escalations, but, uh, incidents, and escalations. And escalations. That's oh, the one. good, good memory. And, okay, and we co- covered that at length. But um, I did see an article, somewhat related. Um, there's a food delivery service out in Dubai, and and I have not been to Dubai. I know people that have, and. Dubai has pretty uh, theatrical experiences that are 
a lot of fun. Uh, while out there, you can get mangoes uh, delivered to your house, but it's delivered in a Lamborghini. Uh, so I thought that was. I thought that was. That's, that they, sounds they better a, than getting four durians in the postal system. It's way better. It's absolutely, way better. It's a and and it's color coordinated. They have this really bright green Lamborghini convertible. Um, and you know, they're on brand, the drivers wears a green shirt and they bring in a box with their, you know, green mangoes and, um, oh, they, I love they, they, oh, ha- oh, absolutely. Uh, they, uh, they call them the king of fruit apparently. Uh, oh, this is, uh, they, actually, this reminds me of back when Uber, Uber had Uber X or whatever with the black cars. Right. So for this right. time you can get like mango x or whatever yeah well yeah, a lamborghini bright bright green lamborghini so i thought that was that was a lot of fun um certainly uh that that caught my eye so uh, i thought that would be a lot of fun out there and i thought i would you know end on a little bit of unicorn chaser after we're talking about uh you know unqualified pilots potentially crashing planes and killing oh people. My God. Well, good news. It's not like Americans are going into Europe anytime soon, so maybe we'll all just sit at home. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, we're we're basically grounded. So that's uh, yeah. That's it in the news. That's it for me. Oh, wow. An excellent roundup, Bob. Excellent. We I think that you took us all the way from the the sublime to the horrifying and to the the uh, a mango Unicorn chaser. chaser. Unicorn yes. Chaser. <laughs> All right. So you know what that means. I do. Let's, let's go. <laughs> All right. So it's uh you know I love picking the question of the day. I was just telling uh, as I was just telling you, Bob. I I today I had a bit of a, a trouble trying to find a, a good question. I tried Dear Abby, who I used to be such a faithful follower. I don't know what's going on with Dear Abby these days, but her questions were like. How old is my cat really? Or, you know, um, I, I just, I just, I'm sorry, Abby. I, I can't, I uh, can't find what's, uh, what's doing with you. So instead <laughs> I have this fine quality. <laughs> oh, I have quality. a notebook out. I have a notebook out in case I need to take, uh, take notes on details. So I'm ready to, ready to, ready to rock away. Right. <clears throat> Again. Taken from a current uh, uh, <laughs> online, oh God, advice column. Here's today's question. All right. <clears throat> Earlier this year, my fiance and I stayed with some friends, and I realized during a casual conversation that my fiance had peed in their shower. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, we. <laughs> We had previously joked about my inability to do so. I just can't bring myself to do it, though I understand the convenience. But I didn't expect she'd do it in someone else's house. I thought it was rude. (laughs) What if they don't do it themselves? She said they probably were doing it. Now, admittedly, (laughs) this ended up being true. And I think I've read that lots of people do it. And it's not actually unsanitary, but I would never do it in someone else's shower without asking first. And, <laughs> and you know, do you ever get the sense that the quarantine is really just putting us in just a lot of really weird mental spaces? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, completely is. I, I, I feel like I feel like the, the filters are sort of going away. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> 
I, I don't know if it's a if it's just an extension of people's uh, you know <laughs> physical appearances. Like if you know, oh, I can't get a haircut, you know, and so <laughs> basically my uh, my my the way way of uh, presenting myself is sort of uh coming down a little bit so eh, eh, filters yeah, are coming down as I'm well with you. i had to go get my driver's license renewed because my dmv finally opened in a socially distancing kind of way and i didn't even realize they'd have to take my photo i looked like nick nolte in his dwi mugshot. like it's <laughs> i and i wish i was joking i just got my real id in the mail today and I actually, oh man, we are so lucky. This isn't like, there's no visual component because it's bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? Who cares? You only live once. It, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, okay, okay. So back to this whole uh, peeing in the shower business. By the way, before, before you continue, I thought you might find this funny. Since I said that I have my notebook uh, with my pen <laughs> and paper, I'm actually, uh, I was started to draw a tree of notes. And it says, uh, fi uh, uh, fiance, and then uh, other, and then I put like little lines, and it says, peed in shower. Other line, doesn't pee in shower. <laughs> so far, you have an excellent grasp of this situation, mm. Bob. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine asking first. So I guess I just don't understand. This keeps coming up, mainly because we told these friends about the argument a few weeks later, and they thought it was hilarious, and they sided with my fiancé. Uh, for your notes, that means that the friends and uh, the fiancé are all peers in the they're shower. All peers in the, they're all peers in the shower. I could tell from my line in my notes. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Which is fine, but I still wouldn't do it in someone else's shower, even if I felt comfortable doing it at home. So, is it okay to pee in someone else's shower? I don't know why I think this matters, but I feel like it does. If you looked at us and had to guess which one of us pees in the shower, you would think it was me. And we know this because in an informal friend survey, I was pinpointed 100% of the time. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> does, does, am I unaware of this? Do other people just like categorize people as shower peers or non-shower <laughs> peers I well i assume it was a directed question right like i, I suppose guess. if you were you know assuming any of us was able to go out to our friend <laughs> okay uh, i gotta say dude if i saw my friends this isn't what's coming out of i'm not gonna be like taking a shower peeing survey that, that but, just uh, never crossed my mind once in my life <laughs> uh, wow uh, but there you go. That there it is. The um, okay. The uh, writer is confused. Uh, wants to know: Is it okay to pee in someone else's sh <laughs> shower? <laughs> what do you think, Bob? What's the diagram? How's it looking? Well, okay. So here, my diagram basically says: um, uh, you know, uh, the fiance pees in the shower. Uh, the other does not. They want to know: uh, Is this something that would be? Uh, normal or, or acceptable to basically i guess the question is is it normal to do it or is it normal to ask because i read i heard for notes on both of them frankly i would never do that in someone's shower <laughs> i would never do that in someone's shower i oh. uh, just i just I, I just would never do that or ask at all you know, no, okay, no. So I could get why why you might not ask. I assume a person doesn't ask to pee in someone's shower. You may not ask because you 
and would never actually do it in the first place. But why wouldn't you pee in someone else's shower? Why wouldn't I? Well, a couple of reasons. One <laughs> is uh, they would be disgusted. They could potentially be disgusted by that. Uh, two, um, just a little bit about me. Uh, I like uh, just functional items in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's items that are meant to do one thing and mm-hmm. do it very well and do it mm-hmm. very specifically, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like to, to, to use the right tool for the job, as you would say. I um, see. So because opposed... you have a perfectly good toilet. Exactly. Exactly. You feel that that obviates the need to pee in a shower. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like the other is just a little bit too um, jack of all trades kind of thing. Uh, you know, master of none, perhaps. Uh, it, I get it. There's a drain, but it's, you know, um, you know, there's 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 positioning and then there's, uh, you know, uh, design and a lot of thought that went into the other tools to sort of keep you away from what you're basically bathing yourself in. Don't pee there. Pee exactly. here. Not there. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's just it's just kind of uh, just kind of gross. I mean. I even get a little bit weirded out uh, at the thought of like public pools and you know things like that. Okay, um, so I learned something horrifying recently and it was from my kid who likes to watch YouTube science videos, but okay. it turns out that smell of chlorine in the pool Uh-oh. doesn't actually get released unless somebody pees in the pool. It's that uh, smell is the result of the mixture. Uh, well, I'm chemicals thinking, in your urine and the the pool chemicals. I don't even think I can recall a public pool where I didn't smell, smell the chlorine. Smell, right? Oh. <sighs> well, I leave this as a well. Now that we've thoroughly gro- okay, serves us right. We've thoroughly <laughs> grossed everybody out, which is us, both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, definitely encourage people to to review the comment I just made, but I saw it on YouTube, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> the internet yeah. does not lie. Yeah, my Why my my, <laughs> my answer to your question is no. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you should use the right tool for the job. Uh, for you know whatever uh, if argument c- comes well, back and someone says, well, it's not unsanitary. It is sanitary. Blah 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 blah. I just think. Well, okay. um, but the thing is, it is not sanitary. Like yeah. urine isn't exactly sterile. You know. Um, it, it is probably low risk, right? Um, wow, I can't believe we're having this discussion about. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> your shared environments is what we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I'll give you. Uh, I, I I can understand that that sanitary kind of viewpoint. Um, but the question is, I feel like in a way, this whole use the right tool for the job thing is not quite the the exact. I mean. Let's not get stuck in functional fixedness, right? There are, are many things that can execute the job of other tools. For example, if you don't have a hammer, you can use the heel off of a pair of he- high-heeled shoes because the, conceptually, right, the, with the, the motion and the, the distribution, they, that still works perfectly fine. Um, you can use a juicer to juice like all variety of fruit, um, you know, and you can pee in a drain. Uh, you can and 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 I agree. You can absolutely do those things. But when you have the other tool readily available, 
uh, you know, if, if, if I'm on a long uh, drive in the desert in the middle of nowhere, uh, I'm not going to have that tool available for me and I'll find, uh, you know, the, uh, an, An another option, another option, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to wager they had the proper tool available, uh, right at their fingertips. So (laughs) I'd say go with that. Go with that. What do you say? (laughs) Go with that. All right. All right. Well, that's a that's a that's a fair answer. Uh, well, well justified on your end, Bob. Um, and and a very fun question, by the way. It's a fun question. The one part that I find hilarious is actually the intro, where um, and this is the part that for me just boggles the mind, where he says, "I realized during a casual conversation that my fiance had peed in their shower." <laughs> What kind of conversation is this? Right. How does how does how do you get from point A to point B? Like you're just sitting there. Like I can only think of it being like the result of a direct question. Uh, did you pee just, in my shower? Right. Did you pee in my shower? Or it's like you're just sort I of. I peed in your shower. Yeah. Right. You just you're just like oh the man the water temperature up there was really hot, and then I peed in your shower. It's like. like like where does it come from where is that how does that it just doesn't organically just doesn't organically get there i don't know oh god all right well i guess you had to be there yeah yep yep i i think we can chalk it up back to the whole uh maybe that that point i i queried about maybe the filters are coming down and we're all just this is what passes for a casual conversation. Lord knows we've been discussing it for a good few minutes ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I will, um, for, for your sake, I guess it won't be for the sake of uh, anybody listening, but I will uh, take a photo of the, of the notes I took and send it to you. <laughs> this, is, this made me laugh as I was about halfway through this. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> well, you know, at least you didn't Venn diagram that. That could always be a another uh, oh and before we uh, conclude i must feel that i it's unfair for me not to share my thoughts on this and my thoughts are are with uh what i s- assume miss manners would say and that is whether or not one pees in the shower yours or another's it's not polite to discuss it yes yeah i agree i agree <laughs> that's how i feel about it so. wow well done well done that was a lot of fun oh man all right well thank you so much bob it's it's always a pleasure it is always a pleasure thank you i will uh talk to you uh soon all right okay bye bye